Welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. On today's broadcast, we're continuing the message we began at the beginning of the week where Bishop Clark uses 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 1 through 7 as the foundation scripture for part 2 of the message, Execute the Mission. Every adult know what I'm talking about with your children. You know what I'm talking about. When they walk away from you, you can just see it. They've, they've grown up. And they walk away, they say, hey, how you doing? And they don't turn around and wave at you. And you got that little pinch. My God. <laughs> For me, I took my son to Columbus, Georgia, or whatever. He went to the Army or whatever. And then I'm like, man, then I went to his graduation. And after the graduation, we went out, we got dinner, and, you know, I bought him some Skittles, and he hugged the Skittles. Then he got down and played with Megan. He had lost a lot of weight, all trimmed up. Good. We went to eat dinner. We went to a movie. I passed him his phone. He was on the phone doing the whole movie. I let him do it. Came back from there, got back to the hotel room. Sun is going down. He's got to get back on base. Drove up there, the sun is going down. He got out of the vehicle, y'all, okay, thank you for the meal and all of that. And then he started walking, but he was walking like a soldier. And I was standing there, I thought he was going to turn around. All right, Dad, I'll see you later. He kept walking. And I was like, he didn't even turn around. <laughs> what? I, I'm telling you the truth. I said, what? My God. Got in the car. Went back to the hotel room, wife sleep. I was, he didn't turn around. <laughs> I came back, got in the men's fellowship, and just started crying. Everybody said, what's wrong with you? I was crying. I, <laughs> he didn't even turn around. I took it personal. But that's what you got to go through. You got to release him. And he was, well, listen to what I'm saying. The sun was going down. It was dark. And the, the DI, whoever he was, drill sergeant, I guess, was, he was talking to him sharp. Get in here quickly. What's wrong with you? Get yourself. He was speaking to him like that. They didn't say, oh, I can't believe you're talking to me that way. He was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. If I say the wrong thing, like, but well, daddy, why did you say it like that? Y'all understand? You got to release them. You got to let them go. And it takes mercy to do that as well. These gifts are in the church and they need to be unearthed. Teaching gifts. Everybody's not going to be the preacher. But can you teach small groups? Can you, are you coherent enough to stick with the, the, the curriculum? 
Are you believable when you teach? Are you trying to develop your speech? In other words, you try to speak better. You'll speak better if you read better. The older we get, some of these young kids, if you, if you split verbs, they're done with you. That's how they move. You have to be able to say what you need to say. And believe me, I speak all of the time. When I listen to myself on the tape, I'm like, ooh, ooh. I always do it, ooh. You do it to yourself. Record yourself and listen to yourself. You'll be your biggest critic. You'll see that you don't enunciate. If the word is articulate, you don't say articulate. It's articulate. But you'll say articulate. You got to enunciate the whole word. <laughs> then you can't over enunciate. God is God. <laughs> my, my mama used to say, instead of saying Miami, she graduated from high school. She didn't say Miami. She says Miami. Now, why would you say Miami? It's not, it's Miami. But she heard her mama say Miami, and her daddy said Miami. So she said Miami. And guess what we said? Miami. <laughs> I was teaching in a Christian college, and I was calling the epistle of Paul epistical. And one of the students said, It's not epistical, <laughs> it's epistle. I said, You're right. But my leader, when I was a kid, didn't call it epistle. I never checked it out. Didn't even know I was doing it. <laughs> if you're a teacher, you got to be able to take some criticism. What did James say about teaching? He said, you got to watch now if you want to be a teacher. Okay? Yet I'm saying God is calling for the gift to rise. Because the teacher will be judged at a different level. That's scripture now. You want to teach? Well, they're going to judge you now. They're going to judge the way you speak, too. So let's work on the way we speak. I'm telling you right now, it happens to me all of the time. I have people in our church, they're on standby to let me know when I fumble. Bring it to me and I'll correct it. I'm open to that. I want to be better. Encouragement, that gift needs to rise. Encouragers. For some reason, when the chips are down, you're the one that rises up. It, it's going to be okay. And encouragers anointing will help my brother-in-law right here who's grieving. Somebody will come up to him and say something that's going to lift him up. It may be based on something that you went through. And it's painful. But you can make it. Leadership is that ability to lead by example, a lot of people have, have what we call a mountaintop leadership. In other words, they're on the mountain. They don't do anything but point and tell other people what to do. But you want to lead by example, which means you got to get in the valley and elevate to the mountain with them. That's what we need. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, a whole other host of gifts. I'm sorry. We also have in uh, Romans 12, the gift of mercy. And I just wanted to pull on that a little bit. I'm almost done with it. But that gift needs to be employed today. And you don't have the right to condemn when you have this mercy, th this gift. God condemns. We saw that in the book of Romans. 
God condemns, never people. We show mercy. And when the mercy is real low, remember that God renews it every morning. When you wake up, you should be able to sense another level of ability to show some mercy with this gift. It's so needed in the body um, that uh, the Lord just highlighted it to me. Uh, we're too rigid. We're almost like the world as it relates to being rigid. Where well, this gift should set us apart from the world. I never rejoice when I see somebody fall. I don't sit back and say, yes, finally. I always say, Lord, have mercy. I've trained myself to do that. You need to do the same. Train yourself to say, Lord, have mercy. Even if it's your enemy. Let this gift arise in your soul. It'll cut down on sharp talk, aggressive rebukes, agitation, and intolerance, which are not marks of our Christ. Want to be like Jesus? Show mercy. Catches a woman doing wrong, he doesn't kill her. Could have bust open a cranium. He writes in the sand. You without sin cast the first stone. He shows a mercy. If a leader comes to you in church and says, hey, you need to look at this particular behavior. I'm watching some things in your life. Show mercy to the leader. They're doing what God has required them to do. That is to come to you when you're doing wrong. And that's really a love act. The world say you're in my business. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The church and the world have the same mentality. If they come to you out of love, sometimes the love act pinches. Do you know if I love you, sometimes I have to say no to you? You understand? Love is not always yes or yes ma'am. Sometimes it's no and a firm no. Because I cannot be an enabler of your bad behavior. I had a lady here last year said to me, Bishop, pray for me. My son just texted me and said, bring some marijuana home. <laughs> now, this is not something that I read in the newspaper somewhere. I'm saying right down here, a mother came to me at the altar crying because she got a text from her 19-year-old that's still at home. He said, on your way home, pick up a little, little marijuana for us. I said, were you smoking with him? She said, yes, I was. Now, if it's in the midst of us, and I'm, I'm not telling you who it is, but what I'm trying to tell you, it's in the midst. I didn't kill her. I said, let me rebuke you in the name of the Lord. You want me to pray for this behavior when you are enabling the behavior? She said, I just, I'm trying to be a good mom. I said, who told you? That that's being a good mom. She said nobody. Now you don't have any mercy. You just done. They should know better. What if you were passed around in your neighborhood. As a little girl. Sexually passed around. 
and they always call you ugly. But you got the good stuff, the good love, baby, you didn't know. You got the good, I got the good love, baby, you didn't know. Notorious B.I.G. That's what the boys were saying as they're passing around. Not until a woman say you're beautiful. Falls into that relationship. Because the woman was the first to say, you're beautiful. I'm listening to it. Am I supposed to kill her? Listen at all of the webs that she's tied in. She has a baby by one of those men, don't know who the father is. So she over-nurtures him because she's trying to make up for all of the hell. She didn't take him to court. She has to bear that. It ain't no Me Too movement with that. And she comes here at the altar. I'm supposed to tell her to get out of here. I rebuked her, but then I showed mercy. Where's the gift of mercy? You really want to lead people today? You're going to hear all kind of stuff in the house. If they're not in the church, they're tangled up. They're wound up. They don't have a direction. They don't know what time it is. And God showed mercy to me so I can show mercy to these people and point them to Jesus. Because I can't fix you. But Jesus can. Maybe your stuff isn't that severe, but it's not mild. Nobody knows, though. Same people start pointing fingers at everybody. This is not God. Oh, Jesus. So what is a spiritual gift? Write it down. A spiritual gift is a God-given ability. It's different from talents. It's a God-given ability. Distributed by the Holy Spirit to individuals within the body of Christ. A God-given ability. Distributed by the Holy Spirit to individual believers within the body of Christ. I call it a miraculous what? Faculty. Miraculous faculty. I think I explained it by having five senses. Touch, sense, touch, sight, hearing, smell, and taste. Right? Well, God has given most people five of those. A miraculous would be if you had something like that and it's the sixth one or the seventh, the eighth, and the ninth. But it's miraculous. It's beyond your human ability. Or it magnifies in the spirit realm what you do in the natural. Like because I can hear, I'm audible. If someone comes through the front door, there's a bing, bing. So because I can hear, I don't have to see them, but I already know someone has entered the building. If I lacked the ability to hear, the person could enter and there's a bing, but I never would detect it. And here we see dysfunction. Whoever entered in, if I didn't know they were there, could rip me off and I wouldn't know. Because I couldn't hear. Here's a miraculous faculty. What if I can hear something spiritual that entered into the building? Whole different plane. 
That sense of being able to discern spirits. To be able to discern a spirit when it stands before me or manifest. I can't see it with my eye, but I'm not supposed to go in business with you. At the same time, you'll see people with distrust saying they got discernment. But it's distrust, not discernment. I just don't trust anybody. I, that's how you keep yourself safe. This, is a, this gift allows you to trust others and to become transparent. Yet you can pick up things. You're not already distrustful and claiming the gift of discernment. Oh no, I don't let everybody lay hands on me. Oh no, I don't, oh no, I don't do this and that. Why? Because I just don't trust anybody. Well, the gift is not, God's gift is not going to magnify in all of that stuff. You got to learn how to trust. This gift works more pure when you learn to trust people and he'll still say, not this one, not that one. Turn this way. Are y'all listening to me? I can go over each gift like that. The gift of the word of wisdom will also look like craftiness. A person that's crafty. But one of them is weeds and the other one is from the Lord. You'll see the wheat and the tear trying to manifest in your life. You have to be able to call the tear down and let the wheat grow. Thank you, Jesus. The miraculous faculty enables the Holy Spirit to work through you to execute its mission on earth. I'm going to close with this. The difference between gifts and talents. The talent basically is a physical ability that God gives you from your birth. It's innate. We like to say a person is gifted when they sing. But naturally they have a talent that they perfected. But the gift to sing is with you when you're born. Some people never discover it until they get older. Others tap into it when they're real young. But there's something unique about your vocal cord in your mind that helps you to do things that others can't do. But it's a talent that you have to develop. If you can play music, that's a talent that you have to develop. A talent that you have to develop. When I speak of gifts, even though we say they're gifts, the gifts of the spirit are totally different. They're not musical. That's talents that are perfected. Yet the talent can transport the gift to a place where the gift can be functional. For instance, a singer, singer, a singer can be an evangelist. And the gift of singing, the, the talent of singing becomes the vehicle that transports the gift of evangelism to a larger crowd. And then the person say, I'm not just here to razzle and dazzle them with my voice, but I need to go after souls. I need to go after souls. Y'all understand that? Thank you, God. A person may be gifted with mercy, yet God gives gifted with mercy, yet God gives them the talent. Glory to God. The talent of playing music or the talent of writing poetry. That poetry transports you into a larger pool where you start using the gift efficiently and effectively you may have a gift of administration 
but you have a, a talent of social prosperity. So your social prosperity, your ability to get along with people, it's a talent that you've developed. Takes you to a place where you can work your administration. Again, gifts are God-given, talents are innate. Talents and gifts can take you places that you can't really occupy. Because you need the character of God for your foundation. So always remember, just because you have a gift don't mean you need a microphone. You need maturity. What we do is see people who are talented and throw them on stage. It happens in the world and it's happening in the church. A lot of worship leaders are talented because they can sing. They transition into pastoring. But you can't worship your way through everything. Come on, this praise, everything on turn around. You're not at concerts. Pastoring says sheep needs to find green pastures, not just de declarations or when they sing your song, everything's going to be okay. They still got to go home. There's still abuse in the home. There's still alcohol in the cupboards. There's still social media problems. Did your song address it? No. That's why worship is not the only component. It is a major component, but not the only component. Worshiping God is never a gift. It's tied to your will. You must will to do so. You can develop the ability to worship, but it is never a gift. You don't, you're not gifted to worship because the Father seeks such. If he, had, if, he, if he didn't have to seek for it, it would be everywhere. You're not gifted to worship. You decide to worship. That's when he gets glory. God is never impressed when we use our gifts. He's impressed when you allow his innate talents to surface and you perfect them and transport the gift to a place where you can be successful and you, and you share it with those people for his glory. Thank you, Lord. I think I'm gifted to lead. I think I'm gifted to lead. I can perfect it. But I'm gifted to lead. I think I, I believe God has given me mercy. That's a gift. You should be able to name off these 25 to 27 different gifts that you have. What has he gifted you to do? Don't just go to 1 Corinthians 12 and say he gifted me to prophesy. Okay, what else? What else? Did he gift you to do administration? Did he gift you to give? Did he gift you to lead? Did he gift you to encourage? Just encourage them. I need encouragement. Remember one pastor's appreciation uh, this particular Sunday, somebody walked up and said, Bishop, man, thank you. The church said, thank you, we appreciate you. I got out there and this one lady said to me, I guess I'm nothing. Uh, what do you mean? Nobody called me? I said, it's pastor's appreciation. That's, you want to say that now? I tell you what, we're going to change that. During my appreciation, I'm going to show mercy. I called several people, say, let's make sure we reach out to this lady. 
Not only that, I need you to get her phone number, check on her weekly. Because she thinks somehow or another that she's forgotten and I don't want her to feel that way. That's what mercy is about, right? I can't correct that behavior because it's innate. And I could see it and she was serious. She even started crying. But the timing is off. We need mercy in our church. You can always find flaws, but mercy is the way. In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at thewordoftruth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2506. That's reference number 2506. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. It is a joy to come to you weekly to share the gospel. If you would like to sow a seed into this ministry, I believe God to return to you a hundredfold return on what you would sow into the ministry or into the word of truth revealed. I want you to think about that. I also would like to hear from you. I'd like for you to write me a letter or email me um, and let me know what you think about this broadcast. I'm eager to hear from the listening audience and to know how we can best serve you. Listen, stick with the word of truth revealed. And until next time, I'll see you at Truth Revealed.